0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: Alistair, I mean Andy. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if I could just put a simple message out there. Hey, why don't you listen to the pop test, which is our science comedy Quiz, which is from Radio National. Mm. Uh, you yeah, can get why a-
0: don't you listen? Why don't you listen to our podcast? Te- a podcast, the Pop Test.
1: Anyway, there's lots of amazing uh, <laughs> episodes, like Marie Curie, uh, electricity. You wanna know how that works? Uh, mm, yeah, how you does can it listen work? to the
0: ele- listen to the electricity episode and listen to me confront my first year university lecturer about some marks that I got for an assignment in 2002
1: or didn't get. I don't know.
0: Ah, yes. Now, uh, now they really have to listen. <laughs>
1: now, also, if you're if you're listening uh, today, and I hope you are listening in the present day rather than you know in the future or in the past, because that would be crazy. Um, you could either go see teleport on the tenth or twelfth of March. Those are the last two times we're going to mm. do it. On the twelfth, we're filming it. Um, and also, my client is innocent. Will is is on sale for comedy festival, uh, and that. tickets are already selling for that and you know what if you really want to see more me that without andy if that's your more your thing Mm. but seeing me with somebody from Mm. another podcast like do go on then me and matt stewart are doing a show called uh honk honk hubba hubba ring a ding ding and it's just a split stand-up show
0: and and i want you to know that Uh, Every ticket you sell is a dagger through my heart, Alastair. But if you want to also put a dagger, if
1: you want to put a (laughs) dagger in Andy's hand as well through the financial (laughs) contribution that will allow allow him to buy knives, um, Mm. then come see my client is innocent. Boots boot a glass of water now.
0: Thank you so much for listening to In the Think Tank. That's the podcast where we come up with five sketch ideas. Hello, I'm Andy.
1: And I'm Alistair George William trombley Birchal.
0: And before we started the podcast, Alistair came up with a very tantalising <laughs> sketch idea, oh, no. which is why do they call it headphones? Because surely the phone is a phone for your head. That's right. Uh, Alistair, I just want them to know that we're just as funny off the podcast. and uh, <laughs> But it did make me think they're, you know, the existence of headphones does suggest the existence of phones for other parts of the body. The handphone and at the handphone, the leg phone, the ball phone, and ball. It's mm, the phone that's and, on and, on
1: your on the the sports equipment that you play? And then, exactly right. And then whoever scores a goal gets to keep the phone.
0: That's exactly correct. Yes. Anyway, uh something to think about there. Just a little fun. I guess uh,
1: <laughs> I guess they're all burner phones if you count if you're talking about you the t- the time and and uh, quality of life that you lose to them.
0: Mm, I guess they're all burner phones if you think about the uh what the thermal radiation is doing to uh your neocortex. Um
1: Andy, uh, they haven't proven that.
0: They haven't proven that. They but, haven't proven that.
1: But my mom does send me emails. that, that <laughs> emails,
0: emails that you get on your phone?
1: That I get on my phone and I don't trust anything wow. on my phone because it's burning my neocortex.
0: <laughs> no, but what, you know what that means is that every email that your mom sends, assuming that you have your phone next to your ear, Um, every email that your phone receives uh, is actually damaging your brain, if she's right, if she's right. And, uh, you know, that could be the thing that tips you over into full-blown brain death. Imagine
1: if I fully brain died. Do you think, mm, would you come visit me, Andy? uh,
0: I would come visit you and I would scoop out your brain with Mm. a big uh, melon baller and i would give it a um a brain a brain funeral
1: and I think, we'd have you know nice th-
0: little speeches but just about your brain you know what i think you should do you should hook
1: me up mm. well i mean okay you could hook me up oh, i mean hooking me up won't do anything if you just passed past all of our all of our episodes we've done 325 through yeah. one of those deep learning things Hmm. And and if it can f- go on the fly, right? Real you could, time, baby. You could have it respond things to what you say that feel like the kind of things I would say.
0: I think I think this is very possible, mm. and I think
1: <laughs> they might not all sound like words.
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, some of the things you say don't. That's so, right. That's good too.
1: Yeah. And then Um, you would do an
0: episode. I'll I'll, I'll keep doing the podcast with a simulation of your brain.
1: It'll be harder to justify to your family.
0: (laughs) Yes, but, you know, probably there'd be less audio issues because I imagine the brain will be already inside a computer. So that's just one less interface that I have to manage. And probably it'll be able to be switched on unless I have to book supercomputer time. Um, but maybe it'll make scheduling the podcast easier. You know what? This is starting to sound really good, and I think yeah. that we should just come up with two of these simulated brains and let them do the podcast together.
1: Well, you know, and maybe. see if
0: anybody notices. I know that but would I, be a real. Um, but you, you know, know,
1: I am trying to leave. I'm trying to leave two in the think tank as my. It'll be my legacy for my kids to listen to when I die, as in mm. just just to replace me or to, for them to have something to hear <laughs> of me, or
0: to feel better about the fact that you're dead.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be. That'll be fine. Or to feel, to feel good about it. Is that, was that what you were yeah. suggesting? Yeah. That's exactly what. I, I was mean. Saying. I guess either way, to console themselves would also help them feel better about the fact yeah, that I'm dead. But, yeah. That,
0: that's true.
1: I mean, it's you know, they're both two different ways. I guess one is to make yourself feel like I'm not wasn't such a good person in the first place, and then the other one is mm. just to to soothe your own sadness.
0: Yeah, and the point is they're both positive outcomes. Only good can come of this. Yeah. That's what we're saying.
1: So is there a sketch idea in anything that we've said so far? Um,
0: mm. Well, okay, what about this? It's a funeral Yeah. where, you know, because, look, people, There's there's two ways funerals go at the moment, right? Yeah. One, mourn the death. That's one. Two, celebrate the life. Yeah. Right? Nobody's out there celebrating the death. Nobody's organizing a funeral, where to all mourn the life of the yeah. To exactly <laughs> to mourn the life and celebrate the death. Nobody is up organizing a eulogies where somebody gets up there and just lists a bunch of reasons why it's good that the person has died. You know, negative experiences that they've had with them. I mean, I, I want, I want, yeah, yeah. I, I mean I think that's a gift to give people. You know, people leave the funeral, a little spring in their step saying, you mm. know what? It's not such a bad thing after all. That's right. That really put a fresh spin on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe you could have they're called mirror they're called mirror funerals where right. you know, first you first you you mourn the death and celebrate the life. And then you get you get all your crying out because you probably need to do that just to release attention or something like that. You know. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. right. But then, ha- then there's a sh- then there's a halftime show, <laughs> intermission. You know. Yep. Uh, maybe maybe Beyonce drinks. duets. Drinks. With yeah, and then some some drinks and stuff like that. And and then and then you do the second half, which is then you mourn the life and celebrate the death. And, he, and that's when you tell all the stories about the times when they were a jerk and things like that, and mm, you know, mm. and that's when allegations come out and different things like that, and you know, yeah. you,
0: or or you intermingle them and you do one one positive, one negative, you know, and you then you let the sure. audience, the audience. I do think of them as an audience at a yeah. funeral. Well, you let then, them judge,
1: and then you compliment sandwich it.
0: Mm. Yeah, but then yeah. that
1: still means you're ending on a positive or on a negative.
0: Yeah, see, I do kind of want to l- end it on a negative. Yeah, I think for it to be for it to be interesting enough as a sketch idea. Yeah, um, I want it to be uh to well, ultimately th- um be a bit of a roast.
1: Yeah. Well, I think yeah. Well, for the sketch idea, I don't know. I don't know if it. I I feel like it needs to have the the full the full s- ha- spin, you know, so you can exaggerate. That second half rather than the have the intermingling. I think the intermingling works more practically. Mm, if you're sure, doing this sure. as an idea in real life, but I yeah, think to have totally. have just people somebody people shitting on a guy um for the second half of his funeral so that they can leave feeling better about themselves and yeah. about you know how good it was that the person's no longer with them.
0: Anyway, I've written it I'm down. I'm just trying to think of a pun name for the eulogy, the negative eulogy. And uh, so far, the only one I've come up with, I don't want to tell you. So Why? Because it's... it's Well, it's poology. The okay, poology. Sure. So, do you understand now why I didn't want to tell you?
1: Was it because you, you don't like projecting yourself as being too perfect? And <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that you don't... <laughs> You want people to be able to see you as having flaws?
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah, I understand Um, that.
0: Yeah, thanks. Uh, And, you know, what about this? What about this? When a baby is born, little preemptive um, eulogy, a few prophecies. Get together, you know, some people and just have a guess. (gasps) I mean, that would be great. When a baby is born, everybody gets to have a bit of a bet yeah. On because we don't, we, we don't really have soothsayers anymore. We don't really have, you know, we don't take too seriously the word of psychics and that sort of thing. But what we are interested in is a little bit of a punt. And we do look at the betting markets and that sort of thing. And I think it would be great when a baby is born, somebody runs a book on it, okay, and they everybody can bet on, you know, they know the parents, they know the pedigree, they know the form, bet on exactly what that child is going to achieve in their life. Yeah, And, you know, don't, you don't tell the kid. You know, until maybe eighteenth
1: oh, birthday, forty-five. Okay,
0: forty-five. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you want them to have had. Let's be honest, Alistair.
1: A bit of adult. Forty-five life is serious. not
0: that far away for you and I, and we all know. But by that by that point, there's no further illusion that you're young and have the potential to do anything really other than a slightly more disappointing version of everything you've done already. Sure, and. So by that point, you can sort of close the books, um, tally up, you know, everybody's everybody's takings. Yeah. And what would be nice is that you know there's a rather than the bookie taking a percentage, the person who everyone made the bets about, they get a little percentage. So even if everybody cleaned up on bets that they would turn out to be a useless piece of shit, uh, they get ah fifty bucks. But so then, so, but then
1: your dad, your dad pays out. Your mom your parents pay out? Is that what it is?
0: <laughs> um,
1: or do you I'm have to really pay sure. it out? If you're the loser, then, then you gotta pay out. It's like I guess well, I guess you only gotta pay out if people thought that you were gonna be a loser. Or your d- parents have to pay out if you turn out to be a loser, and obviously that's not a lovely I, term.
0: Well, but- I mean normally the money comes from the bookmaker, right? Like yeah. they set the odds for the various different things. Sure. So you know if, if if the bookie knows what they're doing um it just comes out of the you know the the general pool on 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 average people lose money so the bookmaker's doing okay and um yeah i think it's all good okay yeah i, yeah. I think uh, yeah but you're right you it just do feels want- like a
1: bet your the parents would ta- would would take and then they would they would sort of try to shape your life accordingly
0: I mean, it does feel like something that if a, if a parent was a, um, uh, a terrible gambling addict, that mm. they would be there at the birth of the child taking bets from, from people around, yes. you know. Maybe they had, didn't want to know the, the uh, gender of the child, the sex of the baby, so they've got bets on that, but then as soon as it comes out, right, they settle up there and then they're on to betting on mm. the next thing.
1: Sure, left-handed sure. or right-handed. I just think it's a great way of raising funds when at the beginning, when you're starting a family, mm, right? And sure. so it's you can get some bets, some some bets are go down as a way to get you started as a family, and you take them from all the people, and then but you also get a good idea of what people think of you. You know, like if I guess I guess mm. if they they go, you know, I think people probably out of politeness, everybody would probably bet. Uh, that your kid will grow up to be very successful,
0: or at least happy.
1: Yeah, and then, um, but then
0: no, but the I idea- just I just find the idea of betting on a child's happiness, future happiness, yeah, I find that very funny.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah, and then and then I guess if they're successful, then you, then you pay them out, and then that means that you're probably likely to have more money, I suppose, if your family is successful or. You know, and then, but then, if they if they had bet that they were going to be a loser, and unhappy, loser, then a you, big loser, then then you only have to pay them out if they are unhappy and losers. And then you've got like a you've got a little bit of incentive. You've
0: Got an incentive to be happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so.
0: Oh, I you know I I think that's good. You know, take a little bet.
1: But then, would you have they
0: have they tried this as a treatment for depression? Right, take a little bet bet people that you'll be happy in twelve months' time, and you know now now you've got some now you're making it interesting. Now you've got some money on the line. You have got a real incentive to um to turn things around. Just saying.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you.
0: Hmm. I um, looked into it.
1: Well, so like you know, let me just write this down. So it's like the baby bet. But I mean I like I think where the sketch is on this is that you're you're a parent who is a bit of a you know a gambler and then you take Mm. this bet and everybody has you know been very nice and they've bet that your kid is gonna be successful and then Mm. it's getting to this whatever age, maybe forty (laughs) five, right, and they are doing quite well. Yeah. And then you have to find a way because you're not doing as well due to your gambling. Right. You have to find a way to sabotage your sabotage kids. Sabotage your child. Your child's yeah. um, success in order to, so you don't have to pay out big. Because those are probably. It's a great,
0: yeah. it's a great twist in, in, you know, a great reveal in a way in, mm. a, in the story of somebody's life. You know, you're wondering what's going on, why all this stuff seems to have been going badly recently. And then you discover it's actually you're being actively sabotaged by your um, gambling addicted parents. That's fun. It's fun. That's a, That's that, a that, fun idea.
1: That finds that finds like that seems like a um, you know like a comedy. It's, it'll be as good as that tag one. I reckon. Maybe that? Oh,
0: yeah. You yeah.
1: know uh, I mean, was that what it was called it was called Tag 2018.
0: Is that right? Is this a movie where people are still playing a game of tag from when they were a lot younger?
1: Yeah, it's a it's about a small group of former classmates who organize an elaborate annual game of tag that requires some travel all over the country.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember tag. Mm,
1: it's got John egg, Ham yeah. and Egg Helms. Mmm.
0: Um. Ham and Egg. It's a it's a good combo.
1: Hag an M and wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh baby bet. I'm gonna write film. This is a whole film.
0: Mm, great. I mean it's you know, it's also a a good business idea. Sure. I can picture the, the baby bet ads right now. Yeah.
1: Let's make
0: this interesting. You know? Child your child's just been born. So Yeah, no, I'm just trying to find a way, you terrible gambling. I'm just trying to find a way to make it a bit more interesting for myself. Isn't that a fun way to refer to your child's um,
1: entire life? Well, when they're babies, it's often, there's a lot of boring stuff. There's a lot Mm. of sitting around, just having to watch this puddle of meat. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is a great way to refer to a baby. Lying on its back, unable to really move itself, yeah. and just sort of wobbling around. Is that your own uh, little I think terminology? So. Yeah, I
1: think that puddle of meat might be mine. Uh, puddle
0: of meat. I mean, it's also a little bit cute. So I mean, that's perfect. That's yeah. perfect, Alastair. You got to do something with that. You got to do something with this puddle of meat. Yeah, yeah. Call your next comedy festival show puddle of meat. Puddle <laughs> of meat. Um.
1: <laughs> Yeah and then if it, if anybody has said puddle of meat before they've never done with the click puddle of meat like that um Andy, I'm, I I I'm, was um, I'm losing them
0: I was watching oh yeah <laughs> I was watching <laughs> I was watching uh my kids dance concert yeah and you know it was part of a bigger concert where all these other dance classes were doing their performances and there were two classes of different age groups groups of girls mostly yeah who did dances to the Adams Family theme song.
1: So, wait, wait, wait. They're letting girls dance now. Yeah. Okay.
0: Girls.
1: Girls.
0: Yeah. So, wait. Two um, to,
1: to the... Yeah. Ghee- u- yeah. 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 Yeah, I know the one.
0: I mean, I just wouldn't have expected that in this, the year of our Lord 2022... It w- to, to that that would happen twice yeah well you know that they they
1: have to keep those um they have to keep making movies of those because to keep the to keep the rights <laughs> whoever the studio is that does that so they 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 have to keep them in the forefront and they you know there is an animated series coming out at the moment
0: mm. is that what is that why is it because they're trying to keep the rights to it
1: i think so yeah i think they got to keep them active oh.
0: Um, yeah, right. It's like a um, it's like when somebody has uh, hypothermia and you can't let them go to sleep, right? I think is that it's is that a, kind of thing, like a concussion. A concussion, that's it. Concussion.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah when they get come a con- on. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I like that. I, but I do let them go to sleep because I think they need the rest.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: I actually think, I think people are overreacting, and so. Andy's phone has hung up again. I'm sure Andy's talking, so.
0: Yes. <laughs> Terrific.
1: <laughs> I assume that you were keep continuing to talk throughout that.
0: I was not continuing to talk throughout that, so I'll cut that out. It's at around 21 minutes and 30 seconds okay. there's a big pause. Um
1: what were we discussing? The Adams family rights?
0: Oh, yeah. and and keeping the rights to things. I mean, the idea of having to keep making something in order to keep the rights to it is really good. And it's a gr I mean, isn't it wouldn't it feel good to be on one of those projects where you just know you're only doing it to to keep the rights alive? The money, you know, every every <laughs> the entire thing is just a charade. What is the what is the um I guess what is the worst version you could do of something? Is there any way to turn this into a sketch idea? Well, of
1: sure. Um, I mean, I guess now you're starting. It feels like you're almost going down the producer's line. Mm, um, yeah,
0: sort of. But I'm wondering, like, could it just be an old bloke sitting on a chair, right? Yeah. Sort of describing the plot to you. Right he's sure. coughing a lot, and that sort of thing, but they have to release it into cinemas, and this is just a formality right but he's he's there, he's sort of he's he's in his underpants, he's on a chair uh yeah, and this that you know we reach a point in the future where every film is being made just to keep the rights alive for different things so no, no, yes yeah, so, and, and
1: so that they don't lose them to somebody else,
0: yeah. And they also have to release them into a certain number of cinemas and they uh, – they, but, they, you know, because they're having to do this now for so many things, there's no budget to make any of them properly mm. and the standards have just collapsed down to this certain point where it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And then, yeah, so a guy, he's got, he's got a real chest infection and he's sitting in this old chair. Is he, he's is tired. This, is this he's for been peop- doing this. Is this for
1: people who are trying to keep the, the chest infection rights?
0: <laughs> the rights to chest infection. The rights
1: to ch- chest infection movies <sighs> and publishing.
0: I mean, it's only a matter of time before uh, somebody makes uh, starts buying rights to diseases. I mean, honestly, if the moment that coronavirus had been discovered in Wuhan... Yeah. A rights team had got over there and said we we love this. We're going to buy the rights to to this disease. Well, if the lab and Instead of, you
1: know, if the lab had claimed responsibility. Yeah. Then then they would be able to sell the rights probably. They go, "Yeah, that well, then is our this virus. is a bit
0: like <laughs> this is a bit like um OJ writing that book. If I did it, here's what I did. Yeah. Um I think the Wuhan lab virology lab should try and uh yeah take back control of the narrative now that they've seen how big it is and now if they know that there's money in it um maybe they will try and get on board
1: If yeah if you want my virus to appear in your thing mm. Um I think that's a really good I mean idea. It,
0: you know the fucking Monsanto man they are suing farmers just because their crops got accidentally pollinated with Monsanto's genetically modified canola. Yeah. And what is getting a respiratory illness if not getting your lungs pollinated by somebody else's? Virus. uh, Mucus droplets. They can get mm, movie rights. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you had engineered that virus. Yeah. Um, you could then sue, I guess, all the victims of the virus as well for um, for stealing your uh, copyrighted material. Do you think the, that a your movie... Your creative content.
1: A single movie should just be spelt M-O-V-Y?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah? Yeah. I think more things should... Uh, we, we We should really have a big meeting and consolidate a lot of the spelling of a lot of words or just like it does, or or
1: not just consolidate, i think the consolidating will create more more problems I think what we do is we widen the acceptable spelling okay, so that we go yeah. movie can be both m o v y m o v i e
0: M O V E E, M O O V E E. that's probably the closest one it's the most realistic
1: yeah you think so M U V. v well yeah. then what about m u v y
0: i like that one though yeah <laughs> that one's fun
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Because then also it kind of it kind of you know it it allows for accents as well. Because I think even if you just spell it, if you pronounce it, mavi, it just sounds mm. like you're from somewhere else. You're from somewhere exotic, like a, mm. some mm. town.
0: Yeah, what's no, I this mavi about? I think I think you're absolutely right. You know, get um, get more spellings out there, get more pronunciations going. Turn it all into just sort of a soup of meaning. And words don't have these hard boundaries between what they are and then, then what the next word is. Everything's just sort of on a continuum. Well,
1: Everything will, will spectrum.
0: get its,
1: its meaning from its context. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and then you just got to... The only thing that will have to stop is presenting things without context.
0: It's actually a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you know, the, one of the big problems for misinformation in the modern day is people taking things out of context. Yeah, um, twisting their meaning. But one way to do that, one way to solve that problem, is to talk so incoherently that you can only really understand any of it. Or if context, in a very specific context. If
1: context was encoded into into the spelling. So, so you know, it's a good
0: idea. <laughs>
1: you know, like so we accept.
0: You're talking about context tagging. Yeah. Uh, every
1: word. Yeah, and so let's say you do. Let's say you do allow a big range of spelling, but then maybe then suddenly it means certain things. Now, well, then that's actually now that's probably taking that looseness of much more spelling. Uh, many more spelling opportunities and then encoding them with something means that you're actually going to have much more specific spelling for very specific contexts.
0: Well, I hate to say this, Alistair, but this could this be something that is sorted out via the blockchain? Basically, um, every time, every individual word that you say is is then somehow uniquely linked to a um, sort of a... uh, a, a number on the blockchain, uh, and if you sort of click on the word, or if you find fu- you know words now are now no longer fungible, mm. fungible, right? So you can trace any particular word back to where it was originally used. Well, yeah. So it, if you, yeah, I think yeah. I think every
1: occurrence of a word is non-fungible. Yes.
0: That's right. That's exactly what I'm hoping for. Yes. So I think maybe and if we so, just had a
1: world transcript. We probably don't even need we probably don't even need uh, <laughs> blockchain. We just need a world transcript that is um Updated in real time. Updated in real time. Mm. And I mean it's probably just like one just like the CIA have. Um,
0: yeah. But sort of like Hansard, but for everybody. Yeah. Not just for parliament.
1: Yeah, and and it just and then you get to see every time the word is used. In what context and what it kind of means in that regard, and because no, but
0: I, I, what I like about the blockchain element of it is that um, if you then see a word or a sentence anywhere, you can then click on that and it will take you to that unique location in the world transcript.
1: Yeah, well, I th- I kind of am hoping for that kind of thing as well. It was I'm picturing more of a Wikipedia.
0: Yeah, I suppose you're right. With things being hyperlinked, and so when you copy something out of the Wikipedia, um, you know the hyperlinks go with it, and you can't break those hyperlinks. So you can always get back to wherever you originally were. Yeah, in the uh, yeah in the world transcript. And I think that
1: if you click on the word, it can take you to a page about the word and what it means, and then it also links has then has a link to every time it has been used. And then you can, <laughs> okay. And then you can, you know, so just a list which you can then filter through location and times and things like that, yeah. So that it allows yeah. you to be able to find them, yeah. Um, and That's then really good idea, you know. And then if you sort want them people,
0: alphabetically, that kind of thing.
1: People can, if they want, write little reports about when that word was used in this particular time occurrence and what that means, you know, what it mm. would sort of how the word you know was used then and that can then affect the broader um meaning of the mm. the original word and it talk you know because i think the 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 homepage of that word will Describe basically the cloud of meanings and spelling. I was thinking of a cloud, Mm.
0: yeah. That basically you can, you know, every time you you click on a word, it takes you to one of those big word cloud type things, and you might even be able to see that cloud moving across a field of meaning over time.
1: and, And as you as you go further out in of the cloud, it becomes more transparent. And the, mm. those, those meanings are the ones that have been used, but are, have been used much less. And so mm. they're not as, as dense in kind of color. You know, they're not as thick in their usage.
0: Um, and you know how we're going to achieve this? Everybody's going to have a chip in their tongue. So you know, their thumb little and chip in the tongue
1: will, people will start speaking directly into their thumb they'll just hold it up in front of their mouth
0: uh, now I said tongue but thumb oh. is 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 even better okay
1: because I was picturing everybody giving a thumbs up I'm doing it right now and <laughs>
0: I I like that I like talking into my thumb
1: yeah actually I'm having a really good time it's like talking into it kind of yeah. looks like you're holding a mic. Yeah. Although I'm closing my hand, but you don't have to. You can have a little shark. You, don't fin. Have to. you can have a little shark yeah. fin above your thumb like this. Just talking into the tip. Like that. I guess you could yeah. do it to the side like that, like a you know, like it's a I don't know, like a a shark fin on its side.
0: <laughs> and the only problem with that is that, you know, I guess while we're putting chips in the hand, yeah. it would also make sense to make them work for a telephone and then for you to be able to use the telephone sort of gesture with the little finger in front of your mouth and your thumb up near your ear. So I guess you you almost want to have the microphone in your little finger like that. And then you're talking into it kind of like Dr. Evil.
1: Well, you know what would be good? If you had a second microphone in your pinky finger, as well as one in your thumb, then occasionally if you wanted to, you could sort of do a little shaka in front of your mouth and put Mm. put your mouth in between the two mics and you could do some ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> great if ever you wanted to right you could
0: have it in sort of sort of a stereo type thing exactly play with that. yeah
1: stereo um i guess you could well you know have you ever seen those mics they use for asmr where it's like a, it's got a head and it's got it's, it look kind of looks a bit like a head with two ears on it i have not well they have those no. but i reckon you could probably achieve that by just putting a couple of mics in your own ear
0: yeah, all right. So it's sort of like what it sounds like to you. Yeah. That that would actually be really good. Yeah, the microphones should be in your ears. We've been going about this all wrong. We've been putting the headphones near the ears and the microphones near the mouth. But if I want to make something that sounds to you like it sounds to me, the microphones should be in my ears. Yeah. Really good idea.
1: Get them right in there. Get them deep next to the drum.
0: Mmm, pressing up against the drum. They've got their own little ear, and they, it's a little man. It's, it's Ant Man. Yeah. And he goes into your ear, and he presses his ear up against your eardrum, right? And he listens. And then he somehow records the sound as well. <laughs> it's a little man in your ear.
1: Oh, I think there's another one. There's movie.
0: a needle. There's a needle. You get a needle attached to your eardrum. Yeah. And then you have a tiny, tiny, tiny little vinyl disc in there that turns around. And so it's literally the vibrations of your eardrum that are scoring the groove in the analog vinyl recording of whatever the sound is oh, that you're listening to. That's good.
1: You know, you know, you made me think about the idea of like each one of our senses having a little man or woman in there um, mm. and a... And 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 those they record that thing. So you have a sound recordist in your ear, mm. and you have a smell recordist and a touch recordist who lives, you know, who moves around yeah. under your skin and things like that.
0: I'm trying to picture how the um, the smell recordist would work, and what I well, think they device. would probably be doing is they've been sitting in your nose, right? And whenever they're small enough that they can see the the odor molecules coming in, right. The- and they just grab like every sixth or seventh molecule and they pop it in their mouth and they go, and then they make a note on a piece of paper. I I,
1: yeah, I picture he, they, they've, got a, uh, they've got a butterfly net <laughs> <laughs> okay. and they catch them like that. And then they put it in a little machine that kind of looks like something, you know, that they they would use to analyze blood or something like that. <laughs> yeah, And they go, it goes, ding. And then it says like, mm. that's that's uh fecal matter like yeah. that and then it sends a, <laughs> it, it they use a little like a little little thing yeah, and they, thing. They send that to the brain mm. like that But then mm. i was thinking that this is a story about one of these people dying sure you know and then you know maybe all the other senses get together And they're, you know, they're they're maybe nursing him to sleep or doctoring them to sleep. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, And to death's sleep.
0: Yeah. The big one.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Okay, wait. Should I write this down? Do you think? Yeah. Sensory little little, little people. (laughs) I don't know what there is there, but...
0: I mean, maybe one, for one me, of them. Maybe one of them starts I to do, lose their mind. I'm just going to restate that I do like my idea of the guy in the nose has to pop the smell particles into his mouth. Yeah, I think it's particularly funny as well. But if, then you know, one of them is fecal matter, and then he's going, oh, yeah, you know,
1: sure. I mean, yeah, I think down. I think the exact mechanism how that would work. Uh, I think yeah, we haven't worked that out, um, I, and, and and it could be your mouth one. It's just that you know what that makes me think, Andy. What do you think? Would be my problem with that with that one issue, even though it's very funny.
0: Uh, with the guy putting the things in his mouth, yeah. when he's in the nose, yeah. Um, well, you're probably thinking, well, what's in his mouth?
1: That's right. That's mm. right. And then, yeah, that there would have to be a point. And and by the way, that the the the, te- the the taste would tell you the smell. <laughs> I guess that's <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it's part of the joke. And then
1: there's a, somebody in his mouth who. Grabs it and then listens to the to the that particle, and they go, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's fecal matter." But then there's somebody in their ear who's taking a record cutting of the, that particle, and then they listen to it, uh, and then they go, "Oh yeah, that's poo or whatever." And then there's somebody. Maybe
0: the- I mean maybe there's a little group of people who all sort of gather around the particle. And analyze it in every way before, and then they try to come to some kind of consensus see, on what like it is. I like that.
1: i love, like to picture there are a bunch of ancient Greeks
0: <laughs> in their togas. Yeah, they're yeah, like, huh. great.
1: Like that, and they're sort of like, you know, they've got sti- they've they've got broken off like nose hairs, and they're scr- <laughs> they're scratching. You know, I- images of what it could be in the in the, the sort of the mucus on the on the mm. nasal walls. Yeah, they're
0: going. Yeah, <laughs> great. So obviously, for these little guys, their lifespan is very compressed, right? So they're doing this over very very quickly. Mm. It seems to us, but to them, it, you know, it could take them weeks to identify each individual molecule. I also like all the uh, those Greek men sitting around in your eye, yeah, looking at the shadows on the retina because it's very socrates uh plato's cave yeah you know
1: oh my god i hadn't thought about that that what do you think looking is oh it is it actually is a projection on a wall Mm. and it's upside down
0: yeah yeah so they're all having to tip their heads to try and guess what it is
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and there's all these like um that's the problem. There's all these like uh, like blood vessels in the way as well. They kind of obscure the path, I think, of the beams the, towards the back of the eye as well.
0: Yeah, it would look dodgy. So then they have to like, hard.
1: that's why they have to do the the error correction. Hmm. Sensory little people in organs.
0: <laughs> Greeks. Greeks. Little Greeks.
1: Well, they could be little Canadians if you think it's, you know, it'd be more appropriate.
0: I don't know, oh I think people, oh, what, I think Andy, people would oh, be much more comfortable oh you
1: don't people you don't I, believe that Greek people can can live in Canada and be Canadian, okay,
0: you know, you know what I think is I think people would feel actually a lot more comfortable knowing that it was little ancient Greeks in in there because there's something about that that sort of abstracted. World of the ancient Greek philosophers that could make you feel less icky about it. I think if we knew it was a contemporary people's, yeah, you know, modern, sure, modern people, we'd feel too close to it. There's a, you know, and 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 it would start to it would start to be weird.
1: Um, you know, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. We'd think, oh, they might have been exposed to uh, to misinformation or something like that because the ancient Greeks <laughs> they never got anything wrong. Um. But, yeah. the, but the uh, but Andy, I my question with the world transcript idea. Um, yes, I was thinking, you know, in order for it to really be like a story or a sketch, you kind of got something's got to go wrong with it. does not there? Yes, kind of got to create this. The whole thing is like you create this interesting idea, but then you realize, oh, it's flawed because of this thing that went wrong. What would go mm. wrong with the world transcript?
0: Well, it does sound like a lot of work. Mm. I mean, it's, be, it would be quite um, monotonous, right? And, and very expensive and laborious. You don't think to it would just be automated? It. And, well, uh, you know, maybe we all become so dependent on this. Well, uh, however it is, you know, using computer power or whatever it is, you know, there's a resource, there is some sort of resource being utilized. And it gets to the point where, as a society, we're quite dependent on this thing. And then the government basically says, look, the world transcript is getting overloaded. We need people to talk less. You know? And we need to well, it is. We need to um stop using up words. Well I, which are, you know, represent space in I the guess transcript.
1: The whole reason that you would do that is so that there was more accuracy, less like less ambiguity and less um. Like, le- True. like less ability to abuse the truth, mm. and and that at some point that would be, be become uh, expensive to a point where it's non justifiable, and it could this could be the point where they do discover that because it actually is, you know, le- leading to destroy the planet, and obviously there would also be people who it would be in their interest to decrease the amount of truth in the world so that they could take advantage.
0: Yeah, uh, or, you know, they're just trying to expand the clouds. So there'd be people who are trying, you know, sort of vandals, word vandals who start really using words in completely incorrect contexts. To take over Uh, the center of
1: the cloud. So they they use them in abundance in the incorrect way to change the meaning of words. Yeah,
0: they can drag the whole the whole um, weighted average of the cloud. Mm. Uh, and uh, then through doing that, change the meaning of you know, words that people are using every day without them realizing. Mm. But then, I mean, but imagine if you, you could definitely a word had changed meaning and nobody told you. Yeah. But luckily we've got this
1: tracking system that is showing us how it changes and what the new meaning is and how you're using it and things like that, which would be okay.
0: Yeah, but people wouldn't be able to check it every day. You don't think so? You think put a limit on you can check check it once a week? Constantly. So you get up in the morning and you're going around using a word like uh, ottoman. Yeah. uh, Or yeah, no, you're using the phrase footstool a lot and people are laughing at you, right, because you haven't checked in that the meaning of footstool has changed overnight. Mm. And you get called into the boss's office and they actually fire you for using the word footstool like that. Because it's it's now considered very offensive.
1: <laughs> so you're, you, you so it's a story about censorship and and freedom. I of guess speech. it
0: cancel culture, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a perfectly good meeting.
1: Oh, you, you can't say anything anymore. We can't even say footstool because now some people have hijacked it. The right to, I mean, I'm blaming the right so that they can. Because I mean, there is that bit of that stuff, isn't there, where they they like they they pretend that cancel culture is just a left thing, and then mm. and then they they attack people for doing it. Hmm. So if they could, yep, they could create more. I mean, that's kind of what happened with the Ukraine thing, right? They were like, oh, well, this is all we're good at talking about now. Uh, so could we say that Ukraine was in some way about cancel culture? Because it's kind of the frame through which we look at things now.
0: And it just shows how like removed they have been for so long from discussing anything in terms of actually what matters. Yeah. I guess meaningful. They've had their people
1: in power, so they haven't had had to criticize um you know, they haven't had to criticize people in power for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um all right. Uh, so one, two, three, four, five. Andy, we got five sketches. So you know what that means? We get to go to three words from a listener or list.
0: This is a real treat.
1: Listener, um, it's got something to do with lists. Um, well, Andy. So I don't know if you know this, but we got a Patreon, and people can donate money if they want to. And people who donate three dollars, they can suggest words, and we get to, we use them this as sounds inspiration like a really for sketches. Really good a sketch. idea. We should do it. All right. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm starting, and so somebody has sent in words, Matt Costa.
0: Matt Costa!
1: I'm not sure if we've ever, I think this could be first time, you know, could could be, like, you know, long time listener, first time submitter.
0: Well, let's be honest, Alistair, they could have com- submitted the words several times by this point, and you just keep losing them. Yeah,
1: that is, that's very possible. But, um, they sent in three words. From a listener, and I think they sent it in from themselves, Matt Costa. From themselves, So, sure. we are going to get you to see if you can guess what those three words are.
0: Okay. What the first fir- word first is... Word. Um, lessie. Lessie? Lessie.
1: Like somebody who gets leased to?
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: How do you spell that? Lessie.
0: L-E-S-S-E-E.
1: Double S, double E. E. Let me have a look. No, it's not that. Sorry. (laughs) Um, No, the first word was... You should have
0: rather than said, uh, rather than saying, let me have a look, you should have said, well, let's see here.
1: Ah, let's see. Really missed an opportunity. I apologize. But luckily, you never miss an opportunity. Um,
0: Only by a few seconds.
1: Yeah. Which I would consider it not missing. I think as long as it's okay. done on pod, I think we it's hit. It's a that was a bullseye. You got it within right. the podcast. <laughs> that's a hit for me. Um, the first word is super duper. Second word is duper. Super duper. Ooh. Let me just check. No, that's incorrect. No, the the second word is goth. Super Goth, not Goth with a F, not G O U G H, like Gough Whitlam, the former PM of Australia. I thought
0: it, I thought it was going to be Super Goth Whitlam. I was actually really excited.
1: No, I apologize. Not Super Goth Whitlam. Um, it's G O T H, named oh, after super the Goth, the former Germanic tribe, I believe.
0: Well, this is a great character, though, Goth Whitlam. And uh, maybe it's a drag character, I'm not sure. But it's Goth Whitlam, but as a goth. I like that. Mm. Just calls
1: everybody comrade and other well may
0: we? Well, may we say, Satan, save the queen. Goths into Satan? I don't know. Probably right. I don't know. Surely, oh. a little bit of satanic stuff. I guess
1: maybe, maybe. I guess we got to look into their ideology before we make bold claims like this. Um, All right, Um Then we got. Do you want to guess what the third word is before we
0: do anything uh, else? Uh, super goth mm, legume.
1: Legume. Oh, you know what? It's close in that it's a living thing <laughs> um, it's
0: dog super goth dog
1: super goth dog
0: um i mean goth dogs already uh, already an interesting idea i mean dogs seem in a lot of the time the opposite of a goth you know in that their emotions are they they they're so happy a lot of the time to see oh, you yeah um, they uh, let's see. Goth they don't dog. Wear Did you just mean a clothes. cat? <laughs> 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 it's really good. Um, really good. Goth dog. Goth. Super Goth dog. Um, yeah. And but then with powers,
1: so they're kind of yeah. So yeah. that I mean, do you think it's tail? is just always just hangs limp and sad.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, it's not sounding fun at the moment, but I think giving it powers is is what's going to kick us over here. So, uh, you know, the, the ability to shoot a beam of darkness out of their eyes that I guess makes people sad. Well, I mean, by, yeah, even, uh, even
1: the fact that a, a beam of darkness does seem like something pretty cool that can suck light out of a room. Mm. You know, like to be able yeah, to definitely. shoot shadow, like at the deepest of shadows. Because you think about that, I guess if if light couldn't penetrate through the beam of dark, then it w- mm. would itself even just produce a shadow. Cast a shadow. Cast a shadow, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's pretty good. You know, yeah, and I guess you could, you know, you, if, even if it's not a beam, like a big sheet of darkness right that could just block the sun from particular wow. areas well, like a, like
1: a, a manipulable sort of like like sort of 3d plane like a big sheet uh, like a cape that you could suspend in a 2d, it's a in 2D the plane yeah a 2d plane but does yeah. it can it like fold over three dimensions
0: i guess it can fold if you need it to be able to fold the dog has really started barking here since we started talking about super goth dogs interesting I also though yeah. think a dog who makes people sad, yeah, <laughs> is is good.
1: Yeah, no, you I know
0: think... how like a dog that runs up to you. You know, normally people people get really excited to pat it and that sort of stuff. Well, this is the dog that runs up to you and then makes you sad somehow.
1: I do like that. Just the dog who makes people. <gasps> s- no, no, no. Yeah, here he comes ruins your day. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, or it's like, oh my god, a doggy like that, and it gets close, and suddenly it's just like everybody's life yeah. is almost sucked out of them, like a Dementor does yeah. in the those Harry yeah. Potter movies.
0: Yeah. Well, it's oh. I guess it's kind of like that pug, that video, of that pug that stares into your soul. Yeah, but but like you know, it does that, and it like it just doesn't stop. Basically, it makes you feel really bad.
1: Yeah, it just gets into your head. Oh, that dog really got into my head. <laughs>
0: The
1: funny thing to say, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Dog makes people yeah. sad, and I think, but I think this idea, like that, there's a, a you know, a goth. Let's say it was a just a goth superhero, who could manipulate this sheet of darkness. It could be used as a, a beam, like a ribbon, but this also kind of like, mm. you know, sort of like this cape of darkness that it could. Use and it doesn't have any powers to strike or anything like that, but then so anyway, all it does is bring darkness, and you know, I guess in a way, it can be used as a for invincibility well, in a way because uh, not invincibility, well, but also, invisibility, in, invisibility, at least in the yeah, dark. That's
0: exactly what I was going to say. Mm. Yeah, if everything's completely dark, then everything is invisible. The only problem for them then is that they can't see anything either, but if they had some sort of infrared beams. Yeah. And maybe an infrared uh, night goggles or something like that, if they were able to see in a different spectrum. Some
1: kind of goth vision.
0: And you know what? It would make um, drawing the cartoon really easy.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. But then, you know what? this This sheet of darkness could then be used probably to stop the planet warming up. And yeah. that's, a, you know, your classic hero thing is being able to save the world. And so somebody with an almost useless power, then mm. being able to save the world?
0: Well, I especially mean, if they're a very um, goth like negative person. Because mm. they. Then to suddenly become a hero in that way.
1: Well, yeah, for them to, to give, to make them, to convert, like the, I guess. Part of it, part of the the hero's journey here, will be the the hero who isn't the goth, the person with the power, is the person who can convince the goth that there's a life worth living and that the earth is worth saving, and the people there are worth saving. You know, because there's an element. Really good idea. I don't. You know, I look. I don't know what the motivations of people who are goths are, but I could imagine that there is a certain retreating from the rest of society that you don't feel like you yeah, fit in and a nihilism yeah and that you you want to stay away from people because I guess you don't like them um, there's a fragmenting of society that occurs there and so I I assume that then trying to convince them firstly of the value of all others and and uh, you know and that it's worth keeping uh, would itself be part of the, the this uh, story Um Goth, go. darkness, hero.
0: Mm. Shade. Are they called Shade? Maybe, yeah. Shade cloth. <laughs> shade cloth, perfect. Oh, the shade,
1: <laughs> Shade Goth. Um, earth. And, and the uh, thing is, is that it's not even like they're saving Earth forever because they're not going to live forever. Their only power is this darkness thing but they can buy us the 20 years we need to convert to non-fossil fuels.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. The stakes in this uh, story are getting a bit more nebulous, but I like it, Alistair.
1: Nebulous? You're talking about something space-based, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. Alistair, do you want to tell us what sketches we've come up with? Just while I... You, you you get get yourself ready while I remind people that they can listen to the pop test. A science comedy quiz from Radio National. Lots of hilarious guests like Sammy Shah, Sean McAuliffe, Kirsty Wiebeck, Claire Hooper. Matt Stewart. Stuart Pearl. Matt Stewart. Matt Stewart. And many, many more.
1: Um, Andy, let me take you right through um, the sketch ideas for today. We got Mourn the Life and Celebrate the Death Funeral also the possibility of this being a mirror funeral where you do the regular bit mourn the mourn the death and celebrate the life but then half time, after the halftime show then you do the opposite
0: um I'm really excited to learn more about this halftime show yeah
1: yeah <laughs> then we got the baby bet you bet it's a you know it's a it's a simple thing. It's a simple idea that people can help you raise funds at the beginning when you first have a baby kid um a baby kid um I
0: think that um you know if they're going to play music in the middle of the Super Bowl, they should play other sports in the middle of concerts, you know, sort of halfway oh, nice. through a Pink Floyd concert, maybe some people come out and play table tennis for twenty minutes. I think that would be great
1: um, maybe uh sort of like a white water rafting.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Then we got... Uh, so, they, so this baby bet, the people... A father or a mother takes bets on their kids, on whether or not their kid will be successful. And everybody gives bets that the kid will be really successful. and But this parent is a gambling addict. And when the kid is turning 40 and they realize that they're... Kid is doing really well, and they're going to have to pay out all this money. They try to sab- secretly sabotage their kid's success because they can't afford to pay out the big it's money. It's nice
0: to have a reason to sabotage your kid's success instead of just doing it sort of unconsciously, as we all do exactly. through our flawed parenting. Then we got the woo The hard thing is that this person was actually a great parent up until this point, so it doesn't come naturally to them at all.
1: That's right. <laughs> The Wuhan lab takes responsibility for COVID so that they can get the movie rights and all the money that would come with that. All those great COVID-19 films that are about to come out, I'm sure. Then we got the world transcript and the possibility of something going wrong with it. Maybe people manipulating it, but I don't see how that's as big a problem as it could be because of... uh, (laughs) Because the fact, the whole point of it is that you can see what how, how these things get changed. Um, then we got...
0: I think a, like a right-wing cancel culture extreme example parody where somebody yet loses their job because a word has changed meaning literally overnight and nobody told them and they've used this word that's now suddenly very offensive. I think that has the potential to be funny.
1: Yeah. Well, no, you're right. You're right. And a a person who represents Rupert Murdoch is in there in some way. You know, soon we're all going to have to shift our our hatred from Rupert Murdoch to to Lachlan Murdoch. Are you yeah. ready for that big shift?
0: I've been gearing up for some time. I have a I have a transition plan in place, a succession plan.
1: Great. Well, I'm glad because I I am in no way uh, <laughs> equipped for that change yet. So it's like getting. I'm ready. not ready. It's like it's like getting ready for the for the millennium bug. Um, then we got uh, sensory little people who live in your organs who who send the, the the senses to your to your brain. And we got the dog who makes people sad. <laughs> and then we have the goth darkness hero, Shade Goth. Saving the earth from global warming.
0: Yeah, great. Well, that's something to look forward to.
1: Or maybe it should be shade (laughs) gloss.
0: I think we got it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to the think tank you do a lot of work every week and we love that you do that thing to us with an increasing burden of us golf.
1: promoting things to you and everything like that
0: it's- <laughs> oh, yeah it's um it's a form of bloat it's promotion bloat where everything becomes overburdened yeah. by the number of other things it's trying to promote um, but anyway yeah buy tickets to teleport buy tickets to my client is innocent. Download, rate, and subscribe to the Pop Test. And we really need it.
1: <laughs> and then also then go and appease all the other uh, creators of content in your life. <laughs> uh, sorry
0: about. I want to give a shout out to the Weekly Planet. Not for anything in particular, but they are—they've got a great platform and they use it for good. Yeah, they support so many people. And I never say thank you enough.
1: No, yeah. And they and they helped thank us you. they helped us uh get introduced to a lot of you. And so Yeah. Um that's very nice. We appreciate them. They are wonderful. And Nick Mason, last time I saw him, said he would he would, would like to come on to, to the think tank.
0: Oh, I'd really like that.
1: Um so it'd be lovely to have him on. Um take care to all and to all we love. Love a you. you.